Hey everybody, this is Kim. I just wanted to add a quick little note to the beginning of the podcast just to let you know that I did experience some audio problems this time around. And in the interest of time, we wanted to go ahead and release this episode instead of having to reschedule everybody to come back in to record and wait until the end of the week to do that. So you might hear some popping here and there whenever I'm talking. Um, The guys sound perfect always. (laughs) But um, please bear with us and um, thank you for your patience. And next week's will be 100 times better. Thanks. Enjoy. Mob attacked them. Herded them with the other infected. They were killing them. So I rushed in. I tried to save them. There were limbs, jaws, blood. It was chaos. And in this moment, as I was eaten by the living, I was bitten by the dead. A hand found me. I saw Luciana. She brought me back here. and We waited for death to come. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. And tonight we are going to be reviewing episode 11 of season 2 Fear the Walking Dead. Pablo and Jessica. Ooh. Yes, yes. And what what uh, podcast is this for us now? Forty five. <laughs> yes, it is. How about Episode that? Episode forty five. Keep rolling along. Mm hmm. Yep. Right. Big time. Big time. So, what you drinking, Scott? I am drinking a uh, Blowing Rock IPA uh, from Blowing Rock, North Carolina, and uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a little, little bitter, but um, eh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'd drink it again. Well, that's good. How about you, Stu? <laughs> I got Shakedown Street from, this is a local brewery, uh, Southbound Brewing Company out of uh, Savannah, Georgia. Mm. And it's actually pretty good. It's a uh, Saison seasoned beer. I don't know. Kim was saying it was a little sweet, like great fruity taste yeah. to it. It is a little fruity taste to it, but it should, it should have a citrus taste to it. Probably. Yeah, it's actually really I like it. It's actually a little bit bitter too, but it's good. Mm. It's like Save a me almost kind of like a rye beer in a way. Hmm. But it's good. I, on the other I hand, think. am not a fan. No? Nope. Yeah. Well, Why, why not, Kim? Give us some insight. It's too tart. Too tart. It's, it's very citrusy. It's like a authentic... Um, Hefeweizen. Yeah, oh. Hefeweizen, a vice beer. Right. Yeah. A wheat beer. You know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah. I think I said I said rye, but you're right. It is more of a wheat beer. Yeah. It and does taste I, like that. I've never liked those. No, me so neither. Not a big this fan. This one is like like that on crack. Okay. 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 So I could maybe drink one, but it'll be tough to even do that. Wow. Now that's it's not that's that's it's it's kinda like that goosa beer for me. Mm. Gauss? But that one was even worse. The Gauss? The watermelon, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Oh, no. It's not that bad. I think it's... <laughs> that, that one was it, terrible because it was like it ranks, licking salt. It ranks number two to do that one. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, um, we got a split decision on that one. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. I think you'll have to make up your own mind. 
Yeah, we'll have to put that one on the web. So um, on our Facebook page, which we put all of ours up there, don't we, Kim? I think we put like two of them up <laughs> in 45 broadcasts. <laughs> yeah. We haven't been doing this for 45 broadcasts, though. No. no. But we do Let's need to do fair. a better job. Just well, we've been drinking beer for 45 broadcasts. Hello. I know. <laughs> All right, all right. So let's get on to the show. All right, Kimmy, we're going to throw it in your lap. What did you think of Pablo and Jessica? Holy cow, I like this episode. This was totally different than all the other episodes that we've been seeing, and I'm wondering if there's like a different writer or a different director. It reminds me of The Walking Dead again, which I know we shouldn't Hmm. compare, but... um. This one had um, really good storyline. I really liked Madison in this one. Strand was awesome, although he was kind of cursory. Um, uh, what's her face? Alicia was great and strong still. The Nick storyline, I could have probably done without that whole thing. But it, it was all right. I mean, I'm not knocking it, but it just didn't lend much to the storyline that I could see. But um, But I think overall, I think... All of it was awesome. The pier scene was like the best when they were leading them all out to the pier. And that's something we've never seen before on Walking Dead. So that was great to see something totally different um, with a new way to handle the walkers and how to lure them out there. And of course, we're dealing with water again. So that's always good. So, um, so yeah. Very good. Stu? I'm actually kind of surprised <laughs> that Kim liked it so much. I liked the one the week before, I think, better. This one, I don't know what it is. It just a lot of it just seemed very predictable to me. Like, I mean, uh, we did predict that we were going to find Strand and Madison stuck in the bar, and I think Scott even said, "Oh, yeah, we'll figure out how they get out of that next week." Yeah, you know, and it was just kind of like I don't know. The writing just didn't seem that great to me. I, I liked that. Again, at odds with Kim, I kind of liked the scene with Nick. I don't know if it was the music or just like how everything was set up, but I liked the scene where he was like making the pills and stuff. I thought it was cool. I liked the um, the pier scene, but again, I, it was like I don't know. It, it just it seemed predictable. It seemed like an easy out. Um, and the fact when they were even up there, like trying to get rid of the walkers, and they were. There's something about the fact that it's just so easy for them to deal with the walkers. Like, they're just, you know, they're putting the blood on, and there's no challenge to it, it seems like, for anybody. I mean, even Madison and Strand were like, all right, we got to put the blood on, because that's what Nick was doing. It just, it seems like such an easy switchover for them. So, I don't know. I, the, the episode was good. I, I, I'm just, I'm being overly critical about it. Um, I, I just, I thought the one the week before was better. Okay. I mean, I, I see I see some of both of what you guys are saying. I enjoyed the episode a lot, actually. Um, I was not as big on the um, on the stuff with Nick, even though, like you said, I did really actually enjoy the scene with him and the pills mm-hmm. coming up with the pills, and he and Alejandro. Um, I thought that was actually kind of a a neat um, a neat scene, and it was nice to see Al- Ale- is it Alejandro. 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 Alejandro uh, starts showing some respect for Nick. But I thought, I thought, you know, I believe it or not, after I saw the the open with uh, Madison and Strand getting out of the bar, 
um, I was kind of like, oh, you know, that one, that open was one of the weaker ones as far as I was concerned. Um, because the other ones actually kind of, a lot of times, you know, spur up some kind of mystery or something like that. Instead, yeah. you know, this one just kind yeah. of, you know, took care of business, took out the laundry. Um, but um, I thought all the rest of the stuff about the hotel was fantastic. I mean, I really thought the, the confrontation with the, uh, with the uh, what is it, the, uh, the Diaz-Stowe wedding party mm-hmm. um, was all very well done. Um and, and Kim, I got to disagree with you on one thing. The the uh, What's the piercing, <laughs> <laughs> the piercing reminded me a lot of The Walking Dead when they were hurting all those the dead oh. trying to get them away from the town. Yeah, when they lined the cars along yeah, the road yeah. and that sort of because thing. you had all these different people working on different parts of this to get them onto the pier and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I you know it had a little bit of that feeling to me, which I loved. I mean, I thought I loved it on The Walking Dead when they were doing that, and I thought I thought. The pier scene, especially with Madison on there by herself, was very tense, um, really well done. Um, and Kim Dickens did a great job. Um, well, she, especially when you're waiting for people like show up and stuff, when they're like uh, Alicia was supposed to show up at a certain right. time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, it right. was very tense. Kim Dickens showing love for somebody is still pretty weak. Um, <laughs> but I guess we yeah. just have to accept that as, as her character. Um, because even what was supposed to be some what tender moments between her and Alicia were kind of stiff, but, um, yeah. but still, all in all, I thought I enjoyed the episode a lot. I thought it was okay. fun, and um, and I'm interested in next week's episode. Could it be that it's improving? I don't. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> he liked it, but he's not going to give him that. I'm not giving him the gold star yet. <laughs> no, I think that first scene. Uh, I think Scott. It, it just kind of fell flat. It was just kind of like, eh, like, um, like a walker. No, but Kim Dickens and Strand, like, it, like they're like throwing, I don't know, bottles or crowbars to each other. You take that one out. You take that one out. And then they're going to get the blood on. And then, yeah, but I'll tell you this, slowly walk out of it. I don't know. It just, I will it disagree with you weak. in one thing. I do think it's kind of refreshing that, these characters seem to pick up things quicker than they do on The Walking Dead. I mean, they pick up that what you know techniques they can use to to do things to to the uh, to the walkers. Whereas in The Walking Dead, it's taken them like several seasons to figure out. You know, after Rick did it in the first episode, that oh yeah, if you put some blood on you, you can walk right through them. Maybe you the know. characters in Walking Dead just don't like to get dirty. I mean, or they they're just slow. They are from the south. <gasps> Um, what? Georgia. No. <laughs> oh, dang, you are so wrong. You know, technically, you're hey, from, we're the all south from the south, too. I know, I know. No, I'm technically, not. he's not. But That's true. Oh, he just grew up there. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> New York. <laughs> no, but actually. Um, no, but I, actually, I do kind of, I, I, I find it refreshing that these people do seem to pick up on things a little bit quicker. Um, stuff that I'm, you know, I'm watching, I'm going, you know, oh, hell, I would have figured that out already, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, because I can tell you so many times when I'm watching The Walking Dead, I'm thinking, how dumb are you? Did you not see that coming? Yeah. I well, mean, yeah, I'm, I'm well, I, like I said, I was kind of bothered that they're picking up on it so quickly. But at the same time, I turned to Kim and I was like, well, they're picking up on it because Nick's doing it. 
I mean, they already had mm-hmm. an example of someone that right. that was right. that using the camouflage. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that they're doing it that quickly. That you know, once one person figures it out, they all you know learn from them. Yeah, but, but they have that right. on The Walking um, Dead. Rick and Glenn did it in the first season. Yeah. That's true. And later on, oh, Carol and Michonne. Yeah, and Michonne. Doesn't matter. It's just it's it's like every show now. Mm-hmm. They're just like covering themselves in blood all the time. Yeah, they should. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just need to get a bucket of it and just keep and it's it around. Not, you know, it's obviously not something that is that it was just neck related because evidently the people on at Colonia, 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 Colonia yeah, um, they knew about it. Yeah, but the people at Colonia like barely even put it on. They put it on like war paint. Yeah, they put it. on enough. Yeah, but you know, like Nick dousing, was like yeah. dousing himself in it. Yeah, uh-huh. and even when in The Walking Dead, they were they had like ponchos and they were just like coated they had in hands it. and right. which the people legs like, hanging around their bodies, around their necks. Yeah, right, right. Which I have to say, you know, it made me think because I think in la- our last podcast, uh, maybe it was the one before when they had they were doing the bus between the wall thing. Yes, and I was I was asking, well, why wouldn't the uh, walkers? be attracted to all those people that were chanting over there versus the right. guy that was walking across the bus. Mm-hmm. And I actually said, well, you know, isn't sound the thing that attracts them? Obviously, it's not just sound. I mean, no, it's, it's scent. It, scent. Yeah, also. it's scent. Um, I don't think it's sight. I don't think too much of, that they react too yeah. much to no. sight. No, but, not at all. But it's definitely scent. And I, and I think, I think uh, you know, uh, based on the the many examples used, I, I don't think it takes a whole lot of Walker goo to, to throw them off the mark. Which is weird to me, but that's okay. Well, but you know, they're, they're, they sour they're on smart. their own stuff and, yeah. and they are simply animals. Yeah. Which we got to see with the pier thing. Mm-hmm. Unlike the elevator shaft. Yes. I want to point that one out real quick. <laughs> right on. Yeah, you mean they as were far just as falling they, off that pier. They were just falling off instead of in the elevator shaft where they were grabbing the edges of the elevator shaft and reaching <laughs> exactly. for them. They were hitting the button. <laughs> <laughs> Floor number two. Oh. Like, ah, when's it going to get here? Ah, three. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, but but it was cool watching them just plummet into the ocean. That was that yeah. was a really. Cool I bet scene. those stuntmen really yep. enjoyed doing that. Seems like it would hurt when you hit that water. Mm-hmm. They were doing some contortions. It could, I guess. That wouldn't I shatter didn't. me. Uh, so I'm glad I didn't do it. <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I imagine a large smacking sound. <laughs> what fish? <laughs> Scott's a floater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's getting up from that one. <laughs> like just a sturgeon hitting. Yeah. <laughs> we landed him. <laughs> that had to hurt. That had to hurt. That's awesome. not good for anybody. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know that we have to do to deal with any more of the strand, Madison. Yes, I've got more to say about it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. What are your comments? You know, one of the things that I really liked about that is because when we left it off for the last episode... We didn't really know, like, first of all, how they escaped. And secondly, what was really going on with Madison and Strand? Because when Alicia broke through the door, Madison looked very disheveled and sweaty and, like, out of breath. And so it wasn't clear whether, like, maybe somebody had gotten bitten or hurt. And then them trying to crawl over the bar. And 
uh, I guess it was Madison that went first, right? And right, mm-hmm. and went through the trap door. No, 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 no. When they crawled over the bar. Oh, yeah, Strand went first. Okay, that was Strand. Is it? Yeah, because yeah. he kind of stepped down. You mean after they got down. painted up? After they yeah. they stepped down kind of yeah, loud, and, and the walkers kind of reacted at exactly. him. Exactly. Kind of like, ah, yeah. I hope kinda, they don't go oh, after him. Exactly. What? That was really cool. That was kind uh-huh. of like, eat. I also thought it was good, too, that um, we actually heard Alicia some yes. during that scene. Yes. Because, uh, you know, I, I did think it was a little convenient that they happened to run into the same door together. Mm-hmm. Um, when Alicia escaped and was it last episode? Yes, yeah. Last episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I'm glad they gave it a little bit of, uh, of, of Madison chasing after Alicia. And also, at first, too, when I'm watching the scene, I'm like... Well, they're all covered in blood, but when she opens the door to let Alicia in, they're clean. I was like, how in the hell is this going to happen? Yeah. But they did it. I mean, they there was a lot of respite evidently going on during this mm-hmm. whole thing. I think, um, oh, you know what it is? I just, I, that's right. I know what it is. The first time she hears her is when Alicia screams when the bodies start follow, falling. Mm-hmm. When she's mm-hmm. on the balcony. Remember, she yells out for her mom. Right. Yep. Right. Okay. Right, right. And then... That's why there's time lapse before she actually hears her in the hallways and then goes and, and opens the door. Well, once they get out of the bar, they're the ones that barricade the doors. Yep. And then they go mm-hmm. off somewhere. So Yep, yep. And get cleaned up. They find the massage rooms. Gonna take yes. a that little nappy poo. Well that's what I didn't understand. So that's a totally different building that they kind of they climb the scaffold to get into. How is that connected right. to the bar area? Well, I think the banquet hall and so forth like that and the lobby and all are in one building and the hotel and so forth are in another. Oh, I get and it. Alicia and all them were in the hotel where Madison and them were in the bar, which was in They're the probably building. like service tunnels but also, so they can bring stuff back and yeah, forth. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, they when went she climbed, down. Yeah. They went down into a service tunnel and then they came back out up through that door. Right. And that's when they were they were coming up a stairwell when they were banging on the door. Mm-hmm. when uh, Madison opened the door up. So they were down in a connecting tunnel. Right. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, so they ran down the hallways and found them. Um, so anyway, that, that made that connection a little bit easier too. Uh, but, you know, other than, you know, covering themselves in blood, which I was, that one part did surprise me a little bit. It was it went kind of how I thought it would. It's obvious, though, that there's a real good rapport between Madison and Strand now. And Strand is, is uh, he's definitely... Uh, changed his personality pretty drastically because of his loss yeah Yeah. he's not near the asshole he was before yeah he and madison have connected i think they're bffs now Mm -hmm. totally and strand still has his wise ass moments but uh uh you know as we'll talk about later his whole thing that he did at the end of that episode really was him going out of what he's normally been doing. He was actually looking out for somebody else right. instead of himself. Right, right. He's he's turned a new leaf. Um, so who do you think took the truck? You think it was Ophelia? Oh, oh yeah. I think she went she went running after her dad. Oh. That's what I thought, too. I you mean, know what? These guys got to figure out how to, like, stop, not leave keys and shit, though. <laughs> they really she could have hot-wired it. Strange is... I know, but, but I think, Strand lost the boat, yeah. which was hotwired, and then he lost the. <laughs> That's truck. a good point. Well, I think we, I think we, we know that um, Daniel Salazar is not done for this show. No, um, I hope not. No, I, I really don't think so. Um, and I have a feeling Ophelia is going to go out and find him. 
we may not have to fill you in the show for a little while, and that's that's fine with us. <laughs> it sounds like it's fine with Alicia too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. right. Fine yeah, with I don't everybody. think Alicia's Alicia doesn't have good feelings towards her right now. Well, was it Madison that asked her where Ophelia was, and well, she was like, "Well, she decided to take off," or who? Was no, it? no, Madison was wanting to go find her. Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. And, right, she, and Alicia she was kind of like, yeah, Alicia was kind of like, no, she chose to leave. Right. Let's take care of ourselves. Maybe it'll be season three before we see them see them again. <laughs> she was, she was <laughs> like the audience. <laughs> yeah, well, she chose to leave. She's Maybe out. The, the writers. The writers. Oh, well, I was going to say is that um, because of this, then they have they find themselves in a position where they're going to have to confront the uh, Diaz. Um, Stowe wedding party about holding this hotel because because uh, what was her name? Well, they got the keys. Elena. Now. Yeah, Elena gave up the keys to them. Right. So now they control the uh, the food and so forth that Elena knows is in there. So she said there's not food in there for months. They didn't yeah, seem to. They, you know, when they were talking to them, they didn't seem to realize they had all that food in there because all they kept talking about was going to run out. Going to run out. You know. The hotel people. Yeah. Yeah, the guest. Yeah. Well, how about when they got their attention? They're like yelling at him on the balcony. Yeah, what's right. up with that? Like, where did all the walkers go? <laughs> right. They're not attracted like, to them yelling? Well, you know, I think, you know, for the first time I saw, or not for the first time, but one of the first times I saw an actual scene that made a little bit of sense to me. When they ran out there looking for the truck, there was walkers all over the place, but they didn't panic. Yep. Right, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, they knew there's true. no way that these walkers that are, you know, 20 feet away from them are going to get to them anytime fast. So they're just kind of looking around and moseying around. You know, in the rest of the show, if, if you run into that situation, all of a sudden you're you're swarmed. And you're like... Well, that's when yeah, all of a sudden your shoelaces tie themselves together. Yeah, or, or, yeah, or somebody just <laughs> freezes because their gun jams. They don't think, right. oh, well, I could just run away. Um, it was nice to see that that scene actually made some sense. So... You know, maybe they were out there doing that. There were walkers around, but they knew there wasn't any walkers who were going to get to them anytime fast. It was just weird to me that they were just going out there and yelling when, you know, there's a, uh, there's definitely a threat. I kind of liked it. I mean, to tell you the truth, I kind of liked in that. Um, I liked um, Madison. Well, I don't agree with you. I know. But I kind of liked how Madison was using her, you know, her counselor voice <laughs> and accommodation to uh, get some kind of a negotiation going with them. I mean, because she was very disarming with them. I mean, she was, you know, hey, you can check us. We don't have any weapons on us. You know, Strand was a little bit more suspicious and so forth. And they were in total position of authority. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no way she's getting to them. No, and she walked they choose and she to. talked her way in. She talked her yep. way in through the whole thing. I have to say that uh, you guys were talking about Strand. Um, he definitely felt more like a sidekick until the end on this show. Yes, like right. he was a sidekick to Madison as oh, yeah. well as Alicia. Yeah, like when he had the uh, coat rack thing. Yeah. The two ladies were definitely definitely leading the show. Yeah, they were. Well, that's what they had mentioned on the Talking Dead that um, he had been talking about uh, the character of Madison and how this was kind of her episode, and he, as a character, Strand knew that she had it under control, and that he didn't need to step in. Right. So he was just kind of like laying low. And I think he said that he needed his character needed that time to just kind of process everything that had been right. happening. I was going to say he was still grieving pretty heavily. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that obviously showed at the end, but this was his chance to kind of step back and be like, all right, she's got it. I don't have to step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. I'll just let her handle it. So You even saw that a little bit on his face when um, when they started the scene, the scene where they were clearing the hallways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was pushing along the luggage cart mm-hmm. as they killed the guest and threw him in the hallway, you know, to take out to the beach. Right. His face was just kind of like, whatever, I'm just doing this. Yeah, he was extremely calm. Yeah, but he was, but he wasn't. He, he he was calm, but he wasn't like into it. Yeah, right. His it's just something that it was like a chore that had but, to be done. Right, like taking out right. the laundry. Right. And whereas yeah. in the past, in a situation like that, he would have taken charge. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's his thing. He finds people to do the jobs. Mm-hmm. Like he knows, he knows, he he reads people. Sure. And puts them in those that's positions. True too. So. If he doesn't have to, if he doesn't have to do it, then he'll sit back. You know, he surrounds himself with the people that take care of it. Mm-hmm. But he kind of um, he changed his position, though. He's, you know, in with this group, at least the way he was framed at the end of the episode with this group, he was not a leader in this group. Mm-hmm. He he turned around and made his position someone who would help. Mm-hmm. You know, as he did to um, Jessica's husband. And by the way, Jessica and Pablo. Do you know who they are? In real life? Uh, Jess, yeah, Jessica is the bride. Mm-hmm. And Pablo is the brother to, oh, what's her name? Luciana. Luciana, yes. Right. Yeah. Wait, what? That was yep. the Jessica Which was weird why yes. those are put together in the title. but Well, it's... I think because it's, a, it's oh. kind of a, um, a focus of each storyline. Yeah. I... You know, of the emotional loss. That. Right. Two people that you do not know anything about, right? Uh, but are affecting our plot and yeah. our, our our people's storyline. Yeah, the 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 two characters that are dealing with um, loss directly in this episode are Luciana right. and Jessica's husband. Yep, and that's why they were featured in the title. Right. Wait, what? <laughs> Luciana <laughs> lost her brother. That, that loss. Oh, the chick from Colonia. And... Gotcha. Yes. Okay. I was thinking yes. Pablo was yes. the husband. It was that. No, no. That loss drove Nick and her together. Okay. Okay. Her loss of her brother Pablo, and the loss of um, of Jessica. Her husband couldn't accept it, and that's was when Oliver? Strand. I think Oscar. so. I think you're right. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Excuse me, yes, Oscar, Oscar could, couldn't deal with it, and Strand yeah. helped him through that. Okay, so that's why it was in the title. It kind of defined those two stories okay. a little bit. How confusing! And what it showed too is, I think, I think it was important to have um, the Jessica part in there because I think it solidifies their the two groups' relationship the way that Strand went to help Oscar. Yep. He was not part of Oscar's group, but he went to take care of that for them. He was reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. And so that would solidify the relationship between the two groups, which had already been built when, when the other group was watching them deal with all the uh, walkers on the pier and so forth. That even, I think, started winning over the mother. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's, 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 it's two traumatic events of people that were cared for on two opposite sides of the storyline. Mm-hmm. That are bringing Opposite groups parts. together. Yeah, that are bringing the the groups together. Correct. Okay, I get that. That makes sense. 
You yeah, you you go back and ponder that, Ken. Yeah, go ahead and think on it a bit. <laughs> and get back you get to, to braining on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. <laughs> so, we have, you know, we got together the two groups in the hotel and they discuss rations and and all that good stuff and Madison of course points out the big elephant in the room is we got a lot of dead people in this hotel. Mm-hmm. We got to get them out of here. You know, and I think a lot of the 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 wedding party group were thinking, well, we'll just leave them in the rooms. But, you know, Alicia's point is, is if one gets out, it screws everything up. Mm-hmm. And so they decide, I, I don't know Plus if I, it's going to start stinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that would be the more relevant point. Um, I'm not so sure about one getting out will change everything, but. Um, well, they said it was four towers. Four, you know yeah, what they four said? Four towers, yeah. like 17 yeah. floors or something like that. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Do, do you have to empty every tower? Or can I you close some I'm towers thinking. off? That's what I was going to say. I would just do one tower and, and live there. But she wants to, you know, Madison proposes making it into a community. And She's thorough. Yeah. So they they got to clear some of the dead out of there to do that. And mm-hmm. they start going room to room to do it, um, which they realize is going to take them forever. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of, uh, uh, in, and at, at that same time, Madison and um, Alicia find themselves separated from the other group, just talking on the beach, and and Madison admits to her that she realizes she wasn't a great mom. Yeah. But Alicia doesn't hit her hit her too heavily with it. Well, Alicia tells her that she did nothing wrong, which. <laughs> She's just saying that in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Being sympathetic to mom. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. I think Alicia's probably just happy mom recognizes that. Right. I think Madison has done a lot of bad things mm-hmm. in terms of being a mom. Yeah, and Alicia expresses to her how scared she was when she thought she saw her mom in the bar. And it turned out being just one of the walkers. Right. Right. And that, you know, she couldn't afford to lose her. So, you know, they had that... They had a heartfelt moment. And then all of a sudden, Alicia's gears started kicking in on on, uh, fixing a problem. And she realized that that they had a better way of getting rid of the dead. Right. So she sees that riptide sign on the pier and realizes that maybe if they can get the walkers to walk out on the pier, they can get rid of them all a lot easier. I did like Maddie's reaction was, Alicia, get out of the water. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Mom reaction. Yep. Alicia, get out of the water. You can see her kind of roll her eyes. (laughs) The big Mm -hmm. issue is that the people from the hotel want Elena dead. Ah, true. Right, right. They don't want her there at Mm -hmm. all and refuse to even play ball until that little issue has been been taken care of. And it's it's primarily the mom, though, right? Right, it's pretty much the mom. She said that she killed Jessica. Which, right. is, which is bullshit. She didn't kill Jessica. Jessica had her face chewed off by her dad. Yeah, she's still hanging out upstairs, actually. That stuff was done by then. Yeah, Mom did not participate in the big cleansing. No, but Mom saw the big cleansing and was moved by it. Okay, so I gotta ask, though. Are we supposed to believe that they went through all those floors and opened up all the rooms so that all the walkers could get out and they followed them out? Out of all those towers? Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. But they probably got a large amount of them out. Okay. I mean, there you know, weren't maybe that it many was the people. Ones, they might have, you know, just drawing a, drawing those all out of the lobby 
room where the party was and stuff like that. You know, all those we saw there and maybe the first couple well, of floors. Because, I mean, because Alicia's posing it as like, okay, I've got a solution. We can just pull them all out of there easily. Mm-hmm. Right. But, I mean, can you imagine like trying to go floor to floor mm-hmm. and try and be like, all right, guys, wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Walkers, wait a second. Let me get these guys out. Like, how do you get them down the stairwell? Right. It's all about timing. And I, I, I agree with you. I don't think they did all that like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, not only that, there's there was not enough walkers on that pier to be everybody that might have been in that hotel. In the, yeah, the Agreed. stocked full hotel, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So, but her her solution got rid of a lot of them. And I, I'm assuming that her solution would be used again to get rid of more of them. Yep. Okay. Yep. She established a, a method. Oh, yeah. She established okay. a method. But then, inevitably, you're going to have some that make their way to the beach. Yep. And so now, possibly, I guess that's why they were trying to pull that whole riptide thing in. Yeah. Is that the the riptide would pull them away because up against the pier columns, it would probably pull them away. Well, the biggest biggest threat to them was the large numbers of the dead. I gotta say though, hotel. So that was the main. They could deal with them smaller numbers. It's just they had to get that. Out of the way. Go ahead. I, I got to say, though, that Madison probably should pull that sweater off before she jumped in the water. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, the Pacific's pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter if you're dead. No, it doesn't. No, but if that pulls you down, I mm-hmm. mean, like, I would get rid of some of that clothing. I, I was like, oh, my God, she's jumping in with all that shit on? Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I don't think at the time she was really worried about it too much. Yeah. I mean, those those uh, the walkers were pretty much on top of her before she got out of there. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was a cool plan. It was a it was a really well done scene, um, and uh, I thought they you know that was a, one of the better parts of the show. I was just waiting for her to trip on something or a walker to fall on her when she was in the water. And I'm glad yeah. they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. It didn't need. Man, that, that boat almost didn't there get was, out there. There though. was. Pl- Right, but there was plenty enough tension mm-hmm. just with her leading them out there. We didn't need some of that stuff in there, too. No, but I, Kim has a good point when uh, no one was, like, even near the front of the boat or anything like that thing about flip back over on that wave. Oh, I know. I know. No doubt. Yeah, that thing took a high jump. Mm-hmm. So when they got they got done with all that, then they all got together for, for a uh, little feast. Um, I don't know about you guys, but that food looked damn good. that table was well festooned and looked uh, really delicious well if that's any Um, indication as to the other stuff that they have to eat exactly they're gonna be sitting pretty and they have a lot to defend too Mm -hmm. yeah the the tableware like glassware and all that stuff they were they had set it up yeah they said they were celebrating definitely but the uh but then they noticed that the mother and the groom were not at the at the table with them, right? And they were kind of reluctant to start without them, even though I think Madison kind of just said, "Well, let's go ahead." And then that's when uh, that's when Strand said, "Well, let, you know, where is he?" Talking about, well, the, he said, yeah, he said, "Where's the honeymoon suite?" Didn't yeah, he? yeah, something like so that. So it was almost, right. kind of, yeah, it was kind of uh, questionable as to what he was asking for because right. at, at first I thought he was talking about like going to get some liquor. Right. <laughs> no, he was. He was. You know, he said, "I'll be back before the first toast." Yeah. And, okay. And that's when. Well, that's why I left. thought he was, he was like gotcha. taking off to go get something good. No, I kind of figured what he was doing, but um, okay. Scott, you always know everything. Know. It's like you're a psychic <laughs> or something. <laughs> Are you secretly a writer? I've got ESPN. Okay. Um, 
So, so anyway, <laughs> Strand leaves, and his whole mission is to help the groom, Oscar, because yes. he realizes, I'm sure, that Oscar's got his wife trapped in there, mm-hmm. his uh, Walker wife, and Oscar won't let anybody touch her. It was a good scene, though. Oh, it was very well done. I thought it was great the way he said, um, you know, when the guy says, I'll never be the same, and he says, you won't. And he said, just one day you'll wake up and you'll be another guy. Yeah. You'll be the mm-hmm. next guy. Yeah. And, and the guy said, well, I liked the way I was. And he goes, oh, me too. He said, but you'll be somebody different. You'll learn how to be, be that person. Mm. Yep. Now let go. Yep. Yep. So Strand offers to go ahead and take uh, Oscar's um, pain away by dealing with his wife himself. Strand will deal with him. Mm-hmm. Deal with her. Um, save that guy the, the the perpetual waiting. I was waiting for something bad to happen at that point too, because I was thinking maybe uh, the the husband was kind of like a little wigged out, and maybe would just push Strand into the room to kind of feed his wife. You know. Well, I I, I kind of hope was hoping that it would be just kind of a way from one group member to reach out to another group member. I know. I'm always thinking to about the worst. Pull the groups together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> It would it would have been a good shocking moment, yeah. but no, I I, I kind of was feeling the same way that uh, Strain was trusting him mm-hmm. um, a lot because right. he had his back to him that whole time. But uh, he understood where you know where this guy was coming from because he just recently had the same thing happen to himself, right? Um, where he had to take out his his boyfriend husband, mm. yeah, his partner. Yeah, that was um, exactly. And I think that's why he went. He knew he could relate to the guy. Earlier in the episode, did you do you remember when he was talking to Madison when they were clearing the halls? And anyways, he said that he wasn't going to stay long. That he had a home already. That he needed well, to I get think, back to it. I don't know if he was. No, I don't think that's what he was saying. I think what he was saying, he had a problem with her saying it was a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where it came from. I don't think he was planning on leaving, but I think he was he was pointing out to her, I had a home. This is not my home. This is not going to be my home. But this is. But we can survive here. Oh, I got the impression he was going to try to get back to the compound. I don't think so. No, I think he was saying it was a stretch to call this their home now, because um, you know, you know what is home now? They're just trying to live. He's just not in that place yet. You know where Madison is. She's in that place. She's trying to create a home for them. Mm-hmm. She, she's looking at the big picture and realizing they need to find a place to settle down. She and Travis are on the same track. Yeah. You know, they both realize they got to settle down somewhere and start rebuilding something. Yeah. So, so that pretty much took care of our, our hotel storyline, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was a very good storyline. I liked it. Yep. I thought it was really well done. Oh, Hey, I got one quick question for you. Alicia's phone is still working? I said the same thing. <laughs> but there's hot water in the hotel, so there has to be yeah. electricity somewhere. That's just they true. They got some That's sort true. of power. They That's got some sort of point. power going on. That's a very good point. I forgot about that. Of course, I still don't understand why all the uh, refrigerators are out. But <laughs> nonetheless, um, no, that's a good point. I had forgotten about the fact that they might still have power. There's no other signs of the power other than like what's <laughs> no, uh, and you the, saw you the saw, door key. Yeah, and you saw what uh, Elena's son. Um, what's his name? Hector. Uh, 
Hector. You saw Hector's face when she whipped it out and started playing it. He was kind of like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. He's like, maybe oh, she was just girl. saving it this whole time. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Anyway, um, I thought, yeah, it was a great storyline. That was a, they did a really good job with this week with that. All right, so you guys, um, why don't we take a break for a couple minutes, and we'll be right back to talk about Nick and his little group in in the Colonia. 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 Whatever. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we're back, and um, we want to get into the other storyline that we were running through on this episode, which was Nick and his uh, new community. Um, it's called what? Yeah. Colonia. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> author. Author. Um, Good job. Yeah. But Nick, Nick trying to work his way into the community, and he's he's got kind of a... Um, He's got a. He's kind of trying to work out his his uh, relationship with Alejandro, who is the pharmacist leader of the community, who supposedly has been bit, but yet mm-hmm. recovered. Hmm. Um, and we find out a little bit more about that on this on this episode, and also Nick's dealings with um, his new uh, squeeze, Alejandro. <laughs> Lucy, no Alejandro. <laughs> no, no, Alejandro. no, no, excuse me. <laughs> new squeeze. <laughs> Let me try that, that would again. be a whole. Let me new try that story. again. Hold on. Yeah. And Nick's... you're thinking Strand. Shut up. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am not cutting that out, buddy. Sorry, we're moving on. <laughs> Shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was bald. That he like you know he's got his plan. He goes up there with the uh, dehydrated milk to let's cut some pills. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to uh, right. He's trying to make up for blowing it with the. Uh, with the uh, the drug gang, yeah, and possibly giving away their location and making the right. drug gang want to come right. and deal so with it. He, ap- he appreciates the community. He wants to be somewhat a part of it. Uh, give you know, like he said, he's got his limited skill set, and his and heart so, and his heart string, strings got plucked a little bit when he saw the little girl still crying about her dad that got eaten by the wall walkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was already kind of in motion on what he was going to do on that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but it was good. Uh, his story about his friend, and he was like, "Oh, you know, he's like grabbing tools. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly what he needed." Yeah, uh, it was. I, I, I liked that scene a lot. Yeah, I did too. And mm-hmm. I liked the, the music was great. And Kim said she hated it. Yeah. So no, I'm kidding. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I thought it was <laughs> I great. I mean, he 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 devised taking the powdered milk and splitting it with the oxycodone to stretch out their um, supply, um, yep. and he. And Alejandro was a little hesitant yes. about the whole idea. Mm-hmm. With good reasons. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it looks like, actually, I, I mean, I'm jumping into what's going on next episode. Uh, there is a photo of, you know, he's, he's meeting up with these folks, so kind of makes you hesitant yourself as to what's going to happen. Well, Alejandro's big reluctance is that it'll wear off too fast because it's been cut. And Nick's, Nick's like, hey, listen, it'll make him actually hire quicker. And, uh, and because of that, they're not going to care. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're all out there just to get high. Yep. So, um, so anyway, so but Alejandro ends up buying in on it and actually getting into it, and they spend the day making pills together. <laughs> it was a very bonding moment. It was over narcotics. Yeah. Although I have to say, um, to Alejandro's point, these people, the people that were in the back of the the supermarket mm-hmm. or wherever he was, that factory building. Yeah. Um, big, big. They didn't necessarily look like they were just there getting high. No, they looked like they were trying to get rid of some pain. You know, like they were in bad shape. Yeah, I think there was some of that. I think it, I mean, it may have been both. Yeah, tell you the yeah. truth. But if 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 that stuff starts wearing off quick, mm-hmm. that's when it's going to be an issue. Sure. You know. So yeah, you uh, yeah, as a junkie, sure you want to get high quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if it starts wearing off really quick, people are going to start noticing. Right. So um, I think Alejandro's point is actually very valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But at the same time, you know, as Nick put it, um, it buys them time, which buys them hope. Yeah. Because they don't have a solution for their problem yet, and they need to find time to come up with a solution. Except and, uh, that, you know, you're buying time, but you're pissing everything off, too. Yeah, but they're going to do it anyway because mm-hmm. they're going to run out. That's their whole point. They're about, yeah. you know, they're close to running out of the medication anyway, the oxycodone. So they have to do something to stretch it out to give them more time to come up with something. They're going to kill the cartel in the next episode anyway, so that uh, Well, that'd be cool. Oh, that'd be good. Okay. Oh, thanks, Kim. Yep. Oh. Okay. All right. I don't even need to watch then. I know. Huh. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but anyway, that was that was a good that was a good scene, and then um, and Nick is getting ready to leave when he runs into the kids playing soccer, and he joins mm. their game. And he has a little more bonding with Luciana, and then actually he and Luciana leave to go. Uh, I guess deliver the pills, right? Well, before that, that's when they find out Pablo died. Mm, right. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, yes. Yes, uh, Luciana sees the guy covered in blood coming up to talk to somebody, and she realizes that's one of her henchmen who's been looking for her brother. And she knows that he's been found. At that Which point. now we know who she was referring to when we first saw Luciana a couple episodes back when Nick was walking with the dead. And she goes, oh, it wasn't mm-hmm. him. It's not him. Uh... Right. right. Okay. Yes, they were looking yeah. for Pablo. Exactly. Gotcha. And Pablo had gone out looking for their mother. Now, of course, we didn't realize Pablo was was Luciana's brother until uh, Nick and and Luciana were on their own, and Nick tried to confront her about you know losing her boyfriend when she she said right. no, he was actually my brother. Um, and I thought um, Frank Delaney played that mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it was it was. It was well acted that moment between them. You could really feel that the the barrier was coming down a little bit by, on Luciana. She's definitely uh, um, likes to fight him off, and and as uh, 
Alejandro was pointing out to him she likes to test people. Yeah. And she was testing Nick, evidently. But that, that specific scene was good because when he finds out that it's her brother, he's he said, oh, my God. You know, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and she even said, was it different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, family he knows like, well, where you come from. Right, yeah. It's, it is different. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I wonder if he's been thinking about his family since he made that statement. Like, if he wants to go and find them or not. He doesn't seem like he really thinks about them very much. No, no. I mean, that whole scene when, when um, you know, we c- come to later, um, Alejandro gives, appreciates Nick's help to the community, so he gives him a house, in essence. Mm-hmm. And Luciana comes and visits visits him in the middle of the night and because she can't sleep and they're talking and he mentions about his family and she's kind of mm-hmm. surprised because he doesn't act like someone who has a family you know who's yeah. worried about his He's family a loner. right yeah. um so she can't even envision him with a family because of the fact he acts so much like a loner um that you know i think it's obvious we all feel like you know, I don't think Nick's really thinking about them. Well, yeah, he he mentions his sister, he mentions his mom, mm-hmm. but yet uh, Luciana's still like confused as to why you know this has never been brought up before. Although she doesn't really she doesn't really pick at it too much. No, but you know he was a lot more enthusiastic about going out and finding her mom. You yeah. know, when she said that Pablo went out to look for her mom, he was like, "Well, let's go find her," mm-hmm. and right. she was like, "Oh, he he found her," you know. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's a weird scene because yeah. he chose to leave them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yet he understands the appreciation of family. Yeah, but he does, so. unless he's just using it as words because he doesn't appreciate he his. Is, I, he doesn't appreciate his. That's family. what I was going to say. It's like he's trying to get in her good graces, and the fastest way is through your family. You're, try, you're trying to say he's trying to get in her pants. That That's what, what trying I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't think that's the point of what he's doing. I think he un- like he understands when he when she mentions that that was her her brother that died. Mm-hmm. He understands that it's much more impactful yeah. than just someone that her boyfriend. But it does okay, because right. But it does strike you as strange that he understands that yet he doesn't feel that. You're right because obviously he's not putting two and two together of his own situation. You're right. Mm-hmm. Is the only thing I could think of is that he doesn't realize what he's done yet, which he may come to a realization later on. I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, he, he at some point he will. I would, he will. I, I, yeah, I would think these things are putting into motion that um, those things are going to come to fruition. He's going to understand. Okay, you know, I you know I left my family. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's 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 seeing. And appreciating the community that's developed in Colonia, I think uh, he's seeing the kids and playing with the kids. Mm-hmm. He's seeing, you know, he's he's seeing that there's like a stability to it all, and I think he's gonna understand that, um, you know, he left a bunch of people out in the wilderness mm-hmm. that maybe he needs to go get. Yeah, and I think I think you hit a hit the nail on the head. I don't think he realizes it now that I think right. about it because he's very nonchalant when he mentions them. Right, it was surprisingly nonchalant. Right, it's like, okay, you know, when she and says, it, it, "Do you think she's still alive?" and he's like, 
She was last time I saw her. <laughs> right. right. I, I mean, she doesn't even react to it because of the way he's he's reacting to it. Right. She doesn't think of it as being that much because right. you can you can tell to her family is very important. No, yeah, and he says right. He says to her, you know, she said, well, "What about your mother?" You know, he said, "Well, my mother was with my sister when I left them." Right. You know, which yep. I'm, I can imagine Luciana's kind of like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, but she doesn't really say much, and then... And then but we um, may hear more about that. Yeah. You know, she. we may hear more about that, because it is, you know, they did kind of make an emphasis of bringing it up. I'm sure at some point so, they'll all take off to go and find them. Yeah. But maybe Luciana is going to be the instrument of that. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Probably after the little Colonia falls, they won't have any reason mm. to stick around. Oh, let's not say that. It's a nice little community. Oh, it is. Um, He's going to get one of those little Mad Max helicopters. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. the guy with the English hat flying around. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Scott, good job. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, uh, because of all this, he and Luciana finally make a connection. And let's get it on. <laughs> That's all that I could think about when that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> was Strand like in the corner going, hey. He was singing hey, it. Let's get it <laughs> on. deep voice. Let's get it on. <laughs> like, wait, Strand's not supposed to be in this scene. He isn't, but his voice is. <laughs> it's definitely in need of a Strand voiceover. Yeah. Um, no, so, no but, doubt. but did she leave or did she stay? Um, we'll find out. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I have a we feeling she know, probably. I think she probably left. She was very concerned about what people think. Yeah, appearance, appearances, right? Right. Yep. Unless she just stuck around for an hour or so. Well, she fell asleep. Well, she was so. she was concerned about appearances before she started kissing him. So. Right. Yeah. She she definitely. Uh, you know, when he brought up to her, "Hey, uh, were you testing me?" And that's when you can kind of see in her face, you know, yeah, I was, and you passed. Mm-hmm. Come on over here, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> you little wiry so drug addict. Come that's on over here. It's disturbing to hear you say that, Scott. <laughs> oh, God, it really is. <laughs> oh, this is why my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Service here is terrible. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, so really, in essence, that kind of wrapped up the episode, huh? Sure did. Listener feedback? <laughs> I, think, I think we're ready to move on. So, Kim, what you got for us, Kim? Okay, we did have an email from Kara from Virginia, one of our regular listeners. Hello, Kara. Hi, Kara. I really liked what she had to say in her letter. So she says, greetings. Sorry I didn't comment last week. Congratulations on your podcast anniversary. I just finished listening to your review on Do Not Disturb, and I have to agree with Kim this week. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why you like it. And she did actually say, sorry, Stuart and Scott. (laughs) (laughs) That... Chris is becoming quite interesting, and I am pretty intrigued with the character arc, because it is something that Walking Dead has not explored. 
the evolution of the maniacal tyrant, I will call it. I think we have all wondered how did the governor become the governor and how did Negan go from a tax-paying average member of society to the Negan of the apocalyptic world? How did that happen? I think the Chris arc really could explore that and answer some of these mm. curiosities. I thought Do Not Disturb was a great episode. As annoying as Travis's character is sometimes, I feel pretty bad for him when he realized he was already he had already lost Chris and Madison and everyone else. I do like the addition of the frat brothers, and I think it could reap some entertaining stuff in the future. Chris now has his gang, or crime syndicate, in quotes, to which now he can grow and thrive as a bad boy, evolving into a bad man or monster. As far as Pablo and Jessica, not quite as good of an episode, but it did allow Alicia to shine. Madison to sharpen some leadership skills and eliminated infected kills. I like how they used Walker blood to get out of the bar. I mean, how many times have we all screamed at the Walking Dead cast to do what they are fa- to do that when they are faced with a herd? LOL, I know I have. All right. As for Ophelia, <laughs> where the heck did she go? And why isn't anyone looking for her? And Strand, I hope they don't take him down a mopey depression storyline. Is he much he is much more fun as a snarky strong guy. Next week looks pretty good. The cartel is coming for the pharmaceuticals. Predictable, yes, but should be fun to watch. Take care, Kara. Kara, I love the comments. Um, yeah, I like your um, I like your line on the evolution of a maniacal tyrant. Um, hadn't thought about that. That could be very interesting. As, and that's what I told her when I replied back to her. I told her that even though Chris still annoys the shit out of me, her email in combination with our discussion from last week had me really curious about what they're going to do with the Chris storyline, and I'm interested to see where it goes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he she, could easily disappear with these guys for a little mm-hmm. while, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis is already, I mean, he, we left him, and, and he's kind of given up on him. So um, I could see them kind of taking off and, like she's saying, evolve mm-hmm. a little bit more. And they are already impressed by his abilities. Mm-hmm. Right. He could become right. like the leader. Yeah, he could. He could. He could. I, 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 he seems still to be quite the follower right now. Yeah, or Travis could bitch slap his ass into shape and be like... Exactly. <laughs> throw him over his shoulder, throw him in the back of a truck and take exactly. him away. Um, yeah, that's but it is, happen. But it is, you know, it, it does present a really interesting question because, you know, how did the governor become the governor? Yeah. You know, we never really got too much of a background. I know they explored it some in, in um, some of uh, Jay Bonasinga's books, I believe. Yep. They explored um, it a lot. Yes. But for those of us just watching the show and so forth, we it was not really explored. Mm-hmm. And and especially and then we, now we've got Negan. Mm-hmm. What made him into that? So Is Jay um, Bonazinga writing a book about that too? I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. They're doing it on that um that extra magazine. I can't remember. Some comic magazine. Mm. Anyways, go ahead. Well, we'll uh, you know we'll see Jay at Walker Stalker. We can maybe we can connect with him and get some lowdown on some of that stuff from him. Mm-hmm. What do we know what Negan was before? I heard he was a used car salesman. He was a, that's what I was gonna say. He was a mm-hmm. car salesman. Okay. Mm-hmm. We I think we've talked about that before because it was that other show Revolution. Yeah. Where it was like the main guy yeah, that was right. the, the bad uh, guy. Mm-hmm. Uh shoot! What was he? He was like an insurance teacher. insurance salesman. Insurance. Uh, insurance salesman. Yeah. Insurance salesman. Okay. Yeah. Yep, he was insuring the world. He was a teacher at like a uh, community college, wasn't he? Mm, no, that's me. 
<laughs> but I can certainly understand why you're confused. Yes, but I, I do fear you. <laughs> I fear me too. You should see my students. <laughs> Monday morning. Uh, the fear. You think Scott's upset. <laughs> Talk to the students. <laughs> There's fear in their eyes. It's actually my fear. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kara. Uh, that was great. And we do have some news items for the week. So the biggest okay. one is that our little friend Chris, the one and the same, Lorenzo James Henry, he's, it's just announced that he's joining the cast for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Really? really? As a guest appearance. Is he so, going to be a little asshole on that, too? Well, he's playing the character of Gabe, who's actually the brother of Ghost Rider. Hmm, okay. No, it's supposed to be a one-off, but he might come back for more episodes. But Gabe was introduced as the brother of Ghost Rider in the new Ghost Rider series called The All-New Ghost Rider by Felipe Smith and Trad Moore back in 2014. So it's an all-new Ghost Rider series. Yeah, it's not the old Johnny Blaze storyline who used to be the original Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. Right, so Gabe is disabled, and he's in a wheelchair, and he huh. gets bullied by a lot of kids in the neighborhood. His brother, he's really overprotective of him, and in the process of trying to protect him and get him out of town, that's when he becomes the Ghost Rider. Gotcha. Was Ghost Rider ever involved in in storylines along with S.H.I.E.L.D. or anything like that? Yes. Because you, you were a fan of Ghost Rider, I think, weren't you? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very much involved with all that. I, Ghost Rider's been involved that. with everything Marvel across the way. Okay, because he was just so popular, they just brought yeah. him into everything. Without a doubt, it's kind of like yep. Wolverine. Mm -hmm. He just shows exactly. up everywhere. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I did not realize that. I thought Ghost Rider kind of had like his own thing, and they would have a superhero on the moon, and Ghost Rider and Wolverine would show up somehow. <laughs> Fighting each other. Exactly. And then there would be some other crazy thing. All right, well. <laughs> that is an interesting piece, though. Yes. Yeah. Um, the next... But does that mean he's going to not be in fear? No, 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 no. It's for one episode. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. But he might go. He might do other episodes, but for right now, it's just one episode. But he might be having some time to do it because he's not in fear at the moment. Okay. If he takes off. Right. Well, also, dun, they're dun, getting ready dun, to go in dun, hiatus. Dun. Oh, they should be done filming right now, right? Fun out of it, Kim. Come on. Okay, well, whatever. Well, is oh, Tobias going to show up? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> All right, go uh, ahead. Tobias. Keep going. All right. <laughs> okay, do you guys know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is? I know oh, Stuart Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the actor? No. Actor, no. He's an astrophysicist. Oh god, that guy! Yeah, the 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 guy with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Turn, turn podcaster, turned yeah, talk yeah. show, turn celebrity, turn yeah. hilarious. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> he's yeah, the he's, celebrity physicist. Uh, I love him. He, yeah, he is awesome. Astrophysicist. Oh yeah, what's the quote that you have in your email from him, Kim? The good thing about science is that it's true whether or not you believe in it. So Neil deGrasse Tyson is doing a show. He's now doing a show called Star Talk, and it's going into its third season. And during the show, he brings in celebrity guests that he interviews about their life. 
and about how science has influenced their life or in their art because most of them are actors, producers, or comedians. He's got a lot of comedians on his show. So The Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman is supposedly going to be on this season, season three. Hmm. And he asked Kirkman about the zombie apocalypse and whether he thought that it could actually happen in real life. And they discussed the similarities between how the idea of the zombie is very similar to a virus and that they behave similarly. And as a science nerd, I got very excited when I was reading all of this. I just Mm -hmm. love this stuff. They basically talked about how the virus, both viruses and zombies, move really slow. But no matter how slow they are, they're always lethal in the end. But, but you know, I mean, that's I think that's part of the appeal of the zombie um, storyline that why it became so famous is because the zombie has no soul. It has no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's it's just there, and it provides a a a uh, pivotal uh, confrontation to humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike if you're dealing with like uh, a vampire or where they have a lot of personality and so forth. Where I think yeah, but I think like uh, strain has kind of changed that. Mm-hmm. A little bit, if you watch yeah, that well, show at all. Strain is Strain may be working with the vampire, but they're working really with a zombie vampire too. Well, that's I mean, what, yeah, kind of yeah, but idea. that's what I'm saying. They're you they're know? making right. it more of a yeah. We're not yeah. talking Dracula. No, right. Yeah. No, it's it's an epidemic. Right. So but I think that's why the appeal of the zombie came out. Um, even when like George Romero did it and so forth, is that it was it was you know had no soul, had no right or wrong. It's just a natural disaster coming at you. How do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. So um, they basically talked about how the virus, both viruses and zombies, move very slow, but no matter how slow they move, they're always lethal in the end. Mm-hmm. And in a zombie apocalypse, you can only survive for so long. So if you don't have like water coming through your tap or you don't have somebody that's manning the electrical boards you know you don't have electricity coming into your house so even if society falls as long as you have those things you feel secure but as soon as those things go away you're no longer secure in your little bubble you know and so um right if you take out the infrastructure that's truly when society falls and it and so he was equating it to a virus and it was just really fascinating to read it um, so I don't know when he's supposed to be on. They didn't announce that part, but um, Nat, it's on Nat Geo, on the National Geographic Channel, and the season is starting pretty soon, so just mm-hmm. keep your eyes out for it. Yep. Cool. Cool. Yeah, be good to watch. Yeah, but. why not? <laughs> um, also, Greg Nicotero was interviewed recently once again about the season finale and how he feels about it now that so much time has passed and he's heard all the fan reaction and knows that some people were quite upset and still are quite upset about how things were left last season. And he said he would not change a thing, even though he's very surprised at how people reacted to it. But he said, in retrospect, Mm -hmm. I don't think we would have changed anything. I would have still supported doing it the way that we did it because of the fact that the story doesn't end there. If we would have shown the deaths, then they wouldn't have felt our characters in season seven the way they need to. The most important thing to note, though, is that he said we, if we would have shown the deaths, Mm -hmm. plural, with an S, 
So oh. people are speculating now that there may have been more than one death. <laughs> Come uh, on. Now, that's a reach. Maybe yes. he blew it. Who knows? I no. think... No, but I mean, the whole thing is coming down to... He did not blow anything. I think it's coming down to one death. You know, I mean... We, he probably I, I killed mean, the, the only cameraman. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> it was a mishit. Like, whoa, that was a surprise. Whoa, what were you standing so close behind me for? <laughs> um, but... I, I, I don't know. I would be surprised. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's going to kill Glenn and Maggie because, again, if it were Glenn that were hit or if it was Maggie that were hit, you would have heard someone going batshit. Mm-hmm. And we did not hear that. So. Nah, I think I think we were... I, I, I still stick to what we had said earlier. I think it was Red. I think he's mm-hmm. probably down, unfortunately. Yep, I which yep. I like him. I like his one-liners. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah, I still but, think it's him too. Yep. I think if they yep. killed more than one person, they would be, oh, fans would be very pissed. You know, it was funny. I was reading some article where there it was um, the actor that plays Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he said uh, that a lot of people have been trying to trick him to figure out like who it was, mm-hmm. and they'll ask him, and they'll be like, "Well." We know it wasn't you, right? And he's like, well, he would have to have a pretty long bat because I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, but, he, hey, but, but he had like, uh, you know, he just like they, they have like all these questions that they keep asking him to try and figure out like who was the person that was killed. And he's like, no, no, no. You know, I mean, I, I'm not saying that there uh, a couple characters don't die in the episode at the beginning, mm-hmm. but. You know, Negan made a point of saying someone has to pay for the problem that they've caused him. You know, yeah. he he's purposely he only wants one of them to die. Oh, and he was had beaten him, and you you hear you're taking it like a man, right? But he he he. But his point was is that he wanted them alive to work for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But someone was going to have to be the example. Right. So he's not going to kill more than one of them. He wants them working for him, unless unless. If someone is getting beaten up and someone attacks them and exactly. they get killed, exactly. But but even then, I he t- whoever it was took two hits at the end of that episode, and there was a little bit of time in between those two hits. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I think it was more everybody else feeling like, oh God, I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. I I still think it's Abe, and I don't think anybody else got killed mm-hmm. from him. But you know. Anyways, so... Any more news, Kim? That's it for the news. Oh, wonderful. Well, next week on Fear of the Walking Dead, it'll be Season 2, Episode 12, Pillar of Salt. At the col... (laughs) (laughs) At the colonoscopy. (laughs) At colonoscopy? (laughs) Uh, At the colon... At the Colonia, Alejandro reveals his darker side. Don't 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 don. A hotel resident becomes violent, and Madison springs into action. Hmm. Someone's hmm. getting. Someone's going down. Maybe it's mom. Maybe it's mom. <laughs> and maybe that's maybe. what she said. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, wow. On that note, I think... I couldn't help it. Go ahead. I think we're ready to wrap this shit up. What do you think, Kim? Yeah, one more thing before we wrap yes. it up. I yes. uh, just wanted to remind everybody that if you're going to be a Walker Stalker Atlanta, let us know because we want to do a meetup and... Walker Stalker this time will start on Friday, go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I have to volunteer on Friday, but we might be able to do something later that night, or we could probably get together on Thursday. So just let us know if you're going to be in town, mm-hmm. and we will try to arrange something. Stu and I will definitely be wandering around in the crowd, so yes. um, if you just want to try to track us down on Saturday, we'll be around. Yeah, you guys are just going Saturday? Maybe. I think okay. so. Okay. Yeah, Well, definitely Saturday. Um, Definitely. Yeah, like, ho- hopefully, some more if we can. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, let us know if, if anybody wants to meet up and uh, we'll make ourselves available for sure. Yep. We'd love to. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Fear Me podcast. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on iTunes and many, many other places. You can also find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with us or send us thoughts on the episodes, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. So we'll be back next week to uh, review episode 12 of Fear the Walking Dead. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night.